should do this. I should work out. I should eat this way. But shoulds don't really result in, in long-term behavior change. Should results in kind of the shame cycle where you believe you should do an action. You don't do the action. You feel shame. You hide from that behavior. One of the things that I'm really excited about wearables and about Whoop in particular is our ability to objectively show you data about yourself. We can guide you on it, but we're not going to pass judgment and we're going to allow you to then make a decision and then use this feedback loop that we provide to decide how you want to show up. And then ideally, just like you're, you've experienced, you enter this kind of better, higher state of being where you're realizing, wow, how could I ever go back to the way that I was? I feel so much better now. I'm performing so much better. I'm so much happier. Welcome to another episode of the Elevate Podcast. I'm your host, Delaney McGuire. And here on the show, we are all about people and products that make an impact. We talk all things entrepreneurship, technology, wellness, and digital health. And on the show today, we have Alexa Murray. Alexa is a product manager, a product leader at Whoop one of the most impactful and influential digital health brands to come on the scene in the last few years, most notably sponsoring none other than Joe Rogan's Sober October last year, where him and all his friends did a health challenge for the month of October. Whoop sponsored, gave them all these really cool fitness bands that track your biometrics and track your personal data and allow you to engage with it on your super cool app. I'm a huge nerd. I don't personally use Whoop, but I do use one of their competitive products. And I do think every product in this space is doing something really cool. And it's no mistake or no coincidence that I've invited Alexa on the show to talk about why Whoop is making such a huge impact in the market and helping people optimize their well-being. So without further ado, let's jump into our conversation with Alexa. Alexa, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. All right, sweet. So I just introduced you to our listeners. would love for you to just set the foundation. You work for a super cool company, but give us a general background of what you do, who you work for, and some of your passions outside of just your core roles and responsibilities. Yeah, I'm a product manager for Whoop. Whoop is a wearable health and fitness coach that provides you 24-7 personalized insights and allows you to unlock your human performance. So really amazing, groundbreaking product. I run product for our health team, so covering women's health, mental health, stress, and nutrition. It's a really exciting for the company and for the industry overall. I spent my career in product. I started in fintech focusing on financial wellness. And so now moving to digital health and focusing on physical and mental health has been a really exciting journey. I started way back in school as an engineer. So spent my life and career around tech and then also spent a good amount of time as an athlete. So being able to marry those two interests in my job now has been really exciting. And I'm just the beginning of my career. I'm really looking forward to the path I'm on. I mm, love that. I'm personally very excited about this conversation. I love all things digital health. I nerd out on it. I actually haven't personally used Whoop. I've been a big, not that it's competition, but I'm, I've been an aura guy for a hot minute, but I have a ton of friends who are about Whoop and you guys are making a huge splash in the wellness scene. I, one of the things that was so notable to me was you guys sponsored Joe Rogan's Sober October last year. And yeah. I was like, man, Whoop is crushing it. I'm really excited to see more and more brand awareness and really just people, more and more people being shown these types of tools. Cause from firsthand experience, it's been so profoundly impactful in my life to use a tool like, like whoop, like aura, that's really helping you gain an understanding of your physiology. Yeah. I'm really excited yeah. to dive into these things with you today. So why don't we just start with some of these domains that you are focusing on within whoop. So you talked about women's health, mental health and nutrition, what are some of your, the initiatives you're most excited about the, of what you can share about, whether it's ongoing or things you guys have launched recently, what is exciting in that space right now for you? 
Sure. So I would say what's out live most recently would be our stress monitor. So we recently released a feature that allows members to measure their physiological stress over the course of the day and provides them with a score. So they can begin to see how are the different activities that I'm engaging with, the different meetings or encounters that I have impacting my body and putting me under certain levels of stress. So that's become been a really powerful tool. And that's, I think, one of our first forays, we could say, into mental health. Um, as we've been very strong on, on the physical health side and built a really strong product there, but health is more than just your physical performance. And so be, beginning to be able to round that out and really provide, not that we didn't before, but provide a really robust, well-rounded view of someone's health is really exciting. And then forward-looking, we have, so we have features out now to support within our women's health suite. So menstrual cycle coaching and pregnancy coaching. So helping women better understand how to train and recover appropriately based on the fluctuating hormone levels in their body during pregnancy and during their menstrual cycle. Uh, and I think there's more that we can build on there. And more ways that we can show up for women throughout their fertility life cycle. And then even outside of necessarily just the health concerns that are particular to women. So thinking about what women think of when they think of health, how they think of fitness, how they want to feel on a day-to-day -day, and begin to provide a tool that will really speak to them and really allow them to live their best lives and be healthy and be fit. However, they define that. I love that. And I want to move on to nutrition as well, but I would actually love to stop and meddle in the details of both of these. Again, I'm mm -hmm. a huge nerd and I'm just genuinely super curious about how these things yeah. work. So to the degree that you're, you're obviously on the product side, you're not deep in the engineering side, but Correct. how do how do these things work? So how does the stress, how does the stress monitor work? Yeah. So stress monitor measures physiological stress. So we look at heart rate variability and we, we combine that and layer that in with a couple other things and roll that up into the score that you can see. And it's really cool to watch it change throughout the day and look at how different things impact that score. Like you mentioned, one of the big unlocks that people have had on WHOOP is understanding the role of alcohol in, or the impact <laughs> that alcohol has in their body. Yep. And it's so clear. You can see if I have a drink with dinner, looking at my stress score throughout sleep, and it's really spiky. You can see your body working to pro yep. process that alcohol and then thinking about how that how that might impact your recovery score, the quality of your sleep, and then how that impacts your ability to show up and perform the next day has been really interesting. I love that. Yeah. My friends joke with me that I'm literally a different person since I started using a tool like this. And it's so yeah. wild how, because you can know intuitively, or you can be like, yeah, I should probably stop. I should cut my drinking back, or I should mm -hmm. stop staying up so late or watching Netflix till two in the morning, whatever it might be. But there's something so profoundly impactful for myself and people I've talked to that when you actually see you know, quantifiable metrics and you can actually compare like rather than just abstractly, I don't feel good today or I feel crappy versus mm -hmm. here's a number. Oh, my number is 30 points lower than my baseline. And just gamification is a term that's been used for decade, two decades, probably it truly is. And it really works for many people to be able to connect those feelings to real numbers and get to see it climb and get excited about the journey. And really just, and even myself creating a new baseline where you feel so good. You're like, I'm not even interested in those other things anymore because my baseline is like literally so far from where it was even just a few months ago. Exactly. And just like you said there, health is full of a lot of shoulds. I should do this. I should work out. I should eat this way. But shoulds don't really result in, in long-term behavior change. Should results in kind of the shame cycle where you believe you should do an action. You don't do the action. You feel shame. You hide from that behavior. One of the things that I'm really excited about wearables and about Whoop in particular is our ability to objectively show you data about yourself, we can guide you on it, but we're not going to pass judgment and we're going to allow you to then make a decision and then use this feedback loop that we provide to decide how you want to show up. And then ideally, just like you're, you've experienced, you enter this kind of 
better, higher state of being where you're realizing, wow, how could I ever go back to the way that I was? I feel so much better now. I'm performing so much better. I'm so much happier, but we're not going to say, here's what's wrong with you. You should do these 10 things as a result. We're just going to give you that data and allow you to choose how to use it however you would like. Yeah. I really like that. I think, you know, of, of course it would be horrible if the your app in your pocket was just judging you and calling you names and yeah. things like that. But it is really interesting because it's, I would almost play devil's advocate of there's, in my experience, some of the most powerful tools on the market, find the happy middle ground between the two things where it's mm -hmm. not just here's objective data, but how can I nurture and support and build you up to take that positive action? Definitely without the shame and without the judgment. But a question I was going to ask you later, but we can even speak to now is what are some of the gaps that are in the digital health space? And from my perspective, one of the biggest gaps is really filling that gap between data and how do you facilitate real transformation for people? Not just giving mm -hmm. them really cool insights or really cool UIs, but what does it look like to really guide them? And in those just two to three minutes of touch points per day, really transform them into a different human being over time. Yeah, I think Whoop, Whoop does this a little bit with our coaching that we have. And I think we'll continue to invest in that coaching and that will continue to get better. I think it's a combination of high quality data in. So figuring out how we can get the most accurate picture of who you are coaching. So providing that, that insight and layering all those things together, making it digestible and action oriented day to day, and then projecting that out and then leveraging some of the kind of nifty UI tricks, gamification, streaks, trends, social, some of the behavioral psych stuff. So I think the reason we haven't seen anything in the market really crush it to date is that no one's really been able to combine all of those things together in a nice way. And I think we have some exciting things on the roadmap that I'm really hoping we'll, mm. we'll begin to start to push the envelope there and, and really begin to provide value. There we go. Can't wait to see it in action. Yeah. yeah. It's really fun to monitor this space. I'm sure you do the same, but one, one tool that I love to reference is Noom. I don't know. Have you ever mm -hmm. used Noom? But there I, are- I have the book. I was a user for a bit. I'm reading the book right now. I think it's a really great product. I love that. Yeah. It blew my mind. I, going through their onboarding flow, I took a screenshot of every single question, but it was, I think they're just a really great use case or example of that, of finding super creative ways to use data for positive psychology and reinforcement. And it's like not about the, not about getting them to lose five pounds, but getting them excited about just launching the app and just looking at it every day and just logging a meal a day and how mm -hmm. you can build those baby steps for momentum. Okay, cool. So how about for the the women's health aspect of Whoop? What sort of underlying technology are you guys leveraging to monitor some of those metrics? Yeah, so we, our menstrual cycle coaching and pregnancy coaching features are grounded in some kind of foundational clinical research things that we know to be true in industry, things about trends in your heart rate and your heart rate variability over the course of your pregnancy and over the course of your menstrual cycle. I believe we have a paper going to publication, if not already published, looking at this pattern and its likelihood of predicting when you're going to be going into labor. And that insight allowed us to unlock this interesting feature that we've built in. And then I think going forward, we're looking at how can we continue to enhance those? How can we lower the friction and any friction associated with using those tools? How can we continue to connect that into the rest of the experience and continue to refine those algos so that we can get even more precise and tell you, okay, Today, you are at this phase in your menstrual cycle. You should be doing X exercise. Here is why you should be recovering in this way. Here is why. I think the connection between the recommendation and the science is so important as people begin to help move away from those shoulds that you understand, okay, I'm doing this because of X. And it's more of a conscious choice rather than a because someone told me. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I really do think it's great. And it seems like you guys are building on a really strong foundation because continuing to be a cheerleader for the product itself, I think Whoop does a fantastic job of reconditioning people's brains around, especially first and foremost movement when Mm -hmm. it comes to exercise, especially being a man. It's always just like, get after it, push it, go really hard in the gym always. And then I'm always burnt out and um, have no energy. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until using products like these that it's truly given me permission to take a day off because I'm seeing my recovery scores. Before there was no recovery scores. How big are your muscles? How much do you weigh? What's your body fat percentage? So it's really cool seeing you guys find that early success and then figuring out how can we apply this in other ways and uh, yeah, continuing to refine it. My girlfriend uses a similar tool and uh, it's really fascinating. Just like how not how little education there is, but just how much repatterning there's an opportunity to do across the board and almost every facet of life. I think so many women are waking up to the fact that, oh yeah, maybe menstrual cycles have, or my hormonal cycles actually can dictate how I approach my life and I should, can and should be living a different way one week out of the month versus another. And having data to back up that story is super powerful. Yeah. And you touched on an interesting thing that I think Whoop has provided for a lot of members as well, this concept of data-driven permission to take a day off. And I think we often think about that in the context of the weight trainer or the CrossFit athlete who's pushing themselves, like you said, going hard every day. But I think we can also think of it in the context of the mother who's working, you know, how she's got a lot going on her plate as well. She's taking care of, chi- of children. She's taking care of parents. She's going to work and showing up as a professional. She's performing house, house management duties. How can we also help her understand what else is going on in her body? Is she getting sick? Is she getting run down? Is her stress level elevated for a while? And how can we help her peek into her body and understand, wow, okay, I'm actually taking on too much and I need to call on my partner or family member to help take Mm. on more of these responsibilities so I can take care of myself to show up as the best mom, professional, friend, et cetera. So I think it's the foundation is there and the tools are there. It's just about how we communicate it, the language we use and the way that we package it to help these other, these groups that we haven't necessarily served before understand how the product can be useful to them as well. I love that. Very cool. So yeah. let's hop to the third pillar that you said you support the nutrition side of things. So what's exciting there? Yeah. So we have, I think one integration to date with Chronometer to ingest people's meal tracking. This is a space that we haven't been in a ton yet. One of the, I think the hardest things about diet tracking, macro tracking, et cetera, is the level of user input required. One of the great things about Whoop right now is I put this on my wrist, I leave it, I wear it 24 seven and it tells me everything that I need to know. There's very little I have to do outside of that. It's a lot harder for me to remember to write down what I ate, be accurate in the quantities and be honest in, in the timing and the tracking of that. And because we're so focused on high quality data and being as accurate as possible, I think we've just taken a little more time to be very thoughtful about how we want to show up in the nutrition space. We have this integration. I think we're interested in others. We know that diet is a huge component of health as well. Um, coming at it from a women's health angle, metabolic health and the way that your diet impacts your metabolic health as well, incredibly interesting and important. So I think we know it's a space that we need to show up in. We're just trying to be very thoughtful about how we do that because we want to make sure that you're getting high quality data in and as, pro- as products progress and we get better tools, taking photos, that becoming, that being able to translate into what meal you have and what quantities and as databases get more robust and more accurate, then the data quality coming in gets better. And then that allows us to be more confident in the coaching and the insight that we're mm. providing off the back of that. Yep. I love that. Yeah. I think you speak to a couple of things that are just really relevant there, especially in the digital health space, really no matter what corner of it you work in, but just 
there is a, there can be a ton of friction of getting a user to take action every day. And I think it is really powerful that you can have a wearable that is constantly tracking data provided you just charge it once a week and you can check it mm -hmm. every couple of days and you're still getting just as much value. If you check it every day, that's fantastic, but there is a bit less friction to get that value. And that, that picture you paint feels really exciting to me. I would love to see Whoop go and create some epic partnerships in the space, but I think even just it feels like we're slowly moving. Maybe we're still a few a few years out, but being able to really create a cohesive, a cohesive network of some of these different products, or at least the main capabilities from those different products all syncing together in a way that is comprehensive. Because you can go and get your blood tested. You're wearing a wearable. Maybe you're tracking food in Noom. And for most part, if you're doing those things, you can get a really a, quite a cohesive sense, but I, there's going to be so much power when you we really have come to a place where all these data sets are integrated and you can even go do your, your yearly comprehensive blood panel and see how all these things are affecting it and having machine learning come up with trends and help yeah. you understand things you could be doing. So man, that's super exciting. Yeah. I think you see it. You saw a similar move in, in the FinTech space where all of a sudden you had all these systems communicating with one another. Like you think about Mint and their ability to ingest all of your data because all of these platforms now have APIs that allow this integration and things like Plaid allow you to connect your bank account. I think we, I guess, here's a startup idea, Plaid for digital health data. I'm here for But it. basically as these, as these companies build out externally facing APIs and increase the ability for us to share data across one another, read, write value goes both ways. People can continue to specialize and this company can continue to focus on their CGM and this one can continue to focus on this specific type of blood test or the specific type of biomarker. But I, as a consumer, no longer have to draw the lines myself. There can be these data sinks that I can import all this information into. And then to your point, whether it's machine learning, whether it's just really complex logic, we can wrap all this together and then provide me with actionable insights. Can't wait for it. Someone run with that idea. Go build it. Whoever's got some free time. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. I would love to hear one thing that I find really fascinating being in product space as well is it, it's always really exciting to talk to someone at a company who's where the company is really moving the needle and innovating. And I love to understand the mechanisms that enable that organization to do, because if, even if you're really passionate about product, if you're not at, a, if you're at a company that's been around for three decades, it can be tough to really understand what are best practices, what are the ways of working that are working in 2023. I would love to hear from you, from your perspective, what do you think it is about the culture at Whoop that is driving so much innovation and such an impact? That's a really great question. I would say it's a combination of people who are incredibly passionate about the product and the space and a really top-notch team. And I'll start with the latter. I think whether it's top-down, like our recruiters, our management team, I think everyone's done a really great job of picking really high-quality talent. We have some really impressive, smart good executors. And we have the right combination, I think, of people with experience who have a lot of reps under the belt, who know, who've been around the block, who've seen things, who know kind of the right way to do things and are able to create frameworks. And then we have people who have less experience, who come in with really fresh eyes and want to disrupt and want to mix things up. And the combination of those two, you have structure so we can ship, but you also have flexibility and willingness to push the envelope. And then I think the first just passion for the space. I took this job to follow personal passion for digital health. That was what I was spending my evenings reading about, what I found most interesting outside of my day job. And I have found a collection of like-minded people. And I think one of the most powerful things about digital health as well is 
a lot of people have a personal connection to the industry. So they started a company, they joined a company because I, a family member, my friend, et cetera, experienced some kind of health event or had some kind of realization that prompted them to want to get into the space. And it doesn't really feel like work because I go home, I come to the office, I'm always thinking of things, I'm using the product, I'm genuinely interested in using the product. And as a result, I think you end up with all these people, with these different experiences, these different levels of seniority and of experience as a professional and different sports that they like to do, the different ways that they like to recover using the product and thinking about the space and having this personal connection. And they just bring their full selves to work in a really powerful way. I love that. Yeah, that's super exciting. I think that's everyone's dream under the surface, whether they're really moving towards it or not, is just being around like-minded people yeah. who inspire them and stretch them to grow. Do you have, is there anything tactical that you would share that you would really, you, if you were to be asked the question, what is one framework that you've seen work really well in terms of literally just ways of working at the company that if more organizations employed, they'd probably be more efficient and effective in innovating or just delivering value for the users? Yeah. So we have a very healthy and really tight relationship with our users or our members. So all the PMs get on one to two calls a week with a member. And then we collect them all, put them in a database and share them and tag one another. If someone mentions something about another product and sit down and review those insights and review those calls, we call out testimonials and user submitted stories from Reddit, from social, from email in our company, all hands. I like, if you find me out on the weekend, I'm usually like out in a park at a coffee shop, talking to people who have, yeah. asking them about it. What do you like? What do you not like? Frank comes over, he's like, oh, I churned. I'm like, okay, tell me more about that. Why? Yeah. And I think if you think about product and tech, a lot of what we're trying to do is solve a problem. And to solve a problem, you need to understand what someone's doing day to day and really be able to empathize with them. And having a member base that is so actively engaged and willing to give their time to us, and then the structures in place internally to allow us to spend that time with those members, I think is incredibly powerful because yes, we're all users ourselves, but we're all N of one. So how can I understand how a cyclist uses it and an older runner and a young swimmer? And then mix all of those together and get the insight 10x because there are 10, 15 other people on my team and really accelerate our learning in that way. I think the more time, any time you spend with a user, with a member is time well spent. So yeah. Hopefully I love that. can do more of that as well. Yeah. That's fantastic. I feel like in, in really small startups, that's so obvious because you're trying to acquire users. So that's what you're spending so much energy on. And as companies mm -hmm. grow and scale, it can almost become a lost art form. So that's really cool that you guys are yeah. staying grounded and rooted in that as you grow and impact tons of people. Yeah. And it goes both ways. Thank you to our members who are willing to hop on the phone with us and answer our surveys and provide that input because I know I get these emails from Lyft and from Uber and <laughs> you don't necessarily yeah. want to fill it out, but we really appreciate it. Yeah. Pros of, well, it, and it definitely is acknowledgement to the those who have founded and really built an incredible brand because when you have a brand that's epic and people love it, they're going to be way more willing. So I guess that's even more reason to yeah. spend the time and cultivate that brand connection with your users. Yeah. Very cool. So you obviously have a passion for digital health, femtech. What, besides the things that we've covered today, are there any other trends you're really excited about or curious about? Yeah, I think like you touched on digital health, femtech, I think the intersection between behavioral psych, habit formation, gamification, streaking, like behavior change and digital health is really interesting. I think there are a lot of parallels actually between fintech and digital health that I didn't realize until I ended up over here. But a lot of it is about what do I 
need to do today to have an see an to create an impact that I won't see for 10, 20 years. Figuring out how you can break down a goal, whether it's save a million dollars or have a certain health outcome, have a certain health span. How can I break that down into something where I can I can encourage you and you will actually take the stairs instead of the elevator or you will put those extra $5 in your savings account rather than buying a coffee. And I think that's really hard. Like that's human nature is not to think that far down the line. Open right now. (laughs) Yeah, it's to be happy today and to solve for today because tomorrow might not be guaranteed. Like that, that makes sense in an evolutionary perspective, but that's not necessarily the world that we live in. And I'm really excited to follow progress in that space and thinking about how we can better influence people in a positive way to take action today that will benefit them tomorrow. I think we're going to increasingly see ways to cheat the system. You're seeing that a little bit in the weight loss industry now, but how can we, and so the outcome might be the same and maybe that's all we need to drive for. But I like a world where people are very happy and proud of the life that they live because they have positive habits and are taking, have agency and are taking action in their life that leads to a positive outcome, whatever they define that to be. I love that. Very cool. Well, now I have to ask, what has been, what was your jump off point and to become really passionate about these spaces? It's a great question. I think having been an athlete my whole life and I've always been running around and being active and I grew up in what I call a wheat germ house. So we, we were very focused on nutrition. And so that's always been at the bedrock. And then when I was a college athlete, it was really interesting to me, the ways in which we were really focused and elite in some areas, and then really loose and unstructured in others. We'd be on the bus going to the game to play a top 10 team in the country, and we're eating Twizzlers and (laughs) Jif peanut butters. Um, I thought that was really interesting that there here was in theory, like this top group of people, but in even an elite institution, they still didn't seem to have access to the education or interest in the education to really be at their best. And then Over COVID, I got really interested in the kind of plant-based movement and beginning to, okay, if I want to go plant-based, I'm curious to know how is that going to impact my body? Does my performance actually improve? Do I become deficient in certain minerals or vitamins? How does my body composition change? And okay, so how can I track that? And so then getting into a quantified self, the Apple Watch, Aura's, Whoops, Withing Scales, all that kind of stuff to begin to track my progress. Because once I was out of the structure of youth and college sports, okay, now I'm off on my own. What do I want this journey to look like for myself? I've been prescribed a version for a while and that's been great, but now I'm interested in navigating that journey for myself. And my activity composition and nutrient composition looks very different than it did in college. And it's been interesting to just go on that journey and track my actual health metrics as I go and get that positive feedback. Like, wow, my HRV is X compared to one of my college peers, like interesting. What kind of habits am I engaging in that, or that she's engaging in and how is that contributing to that? I love that. Yeah, yeah. made me smile because I'm the same way. It's like, yeah. I bought some grounding sandals and I'm walking around in them and checking my HRV. Like, yeah, up today, how am I doing? Let's see. Exactly. And so then it's, okay, so you're doing that experiment and you're manually tracking it, but how can we begin to bring that into the app and create these experiment situations where we can say, hey, you know, you have X metric. We think you might benefit from this this shoe or this blue light blocking glass or whatever. Okay, here it is. Try it. Now, can we show you the change in your metrics over this experiment window and almost create these little clinical trials that are like N of one? Yeah. Because ultimately it's hyper-personalized and that's what the, that's what the tech enables you to have. Now we can, we, you can be somewhat anomalous and 
you don't have to necessarily follow what, what works for the general population. If something works for you, then that's all that really matters. And now we can give you that feedback. I love that. Yeah. What you just spoke to, I think is extremely exciting for the future next couple of years in the space. Cause I think, yeah, not only figuring out a way to extrapolate, even it, whether it's the things that are getting read from my data, specifically from the whoop or just other data you're able to connect to on my, my blood type, my, my, all those things that could come from other sources <laughs> and make recommendations that could be really exciting. I also am excited to see how product leaders at these companies continue to make, to create, to make it a less friction experience to actually acknowledge those habits. If I just bought and started wearing grounding samples, okay, that maybe that's an edge case that you wouldn't sell for, but even in Aura, it's asking you, it is asking you like, okay, did you work out? What kind of workout was it? And you can add tags to parts of your day, which, but you have to be like, so you have to be so committed to really doing that. And yeah, yeah I'm excited to see how that part of the experience can become easier for people so they can actually leverage the value of those sorts of insights. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. All right. Okay. So two other questions I have for you. There's some buzzwords for those who are in product-led growth space or just really nerd out on product. I'd be curious, what are some examples of the next two, two of these buckets that a lot of product leaders talk about, whether it's at Whoop or just other products that you've seen do it really well? The first being virality built into a product. I think you touched a little bit on this earlier. Whoop has an amazing marketing team and has done a great job building out a brand. And ironically, our athletes, many of the early ones were just people who wanted to use the product and found it useful. And I think we see a lot of our athletes still are just organic users of the product. And so it's actually powerful when you have something that is, that is so useful that people just our target demo wants to use it. Yeah. So as we think about virality, I think we're always thinking about, okay, if people have this knowledge of the brand and they have these ambassadors that they're interested in engaging with, how can we create experiences that are easily shareable or easily socially ready? I'm working on a new feature now that will have a visualization. And it just so happens that the way that I would like to visualize it is also a really cool graphic that would make for a really great shareable moment. And that's actually a selling point. Wow. Okay. I would I would look at my metric and I probably would send it in the group chat and say, Hey guys, what, what shape is your metric or how are you guys yeah. tracking today? Or because I think there is a, there's a social piece and then you can say, Oh, wow, this is what Roy McElroy's looks like. And how does that compare to mine? And it's cool to having the opportunity to be, especially if you come from an athletics background to be compared or have the opportunity to compare apples to apples with some of the best in the world. And that was some of the stuff that we have, some of the activations that we've done around streaming live whoop data or heart rate data during different events. Or I think we did a bit around Patrick Mahomes's recovery score before playing in the Super Bowl. And it is really cool to be apples to apples with some of the best mm. out there. So thinking about how we can create experiences that are easy to be shared if you're so inclined. Yep. I love that. Makes me picture like a young kid who loves basketball DMing LeBron James after seeing exactly. his or even just telling his dad, dad, look, mine's like the mini version of his and I'm on track to hit that someday. Yeah, exactly. Mm, exactly. Super cool. And I think that's one other company I think that's done an incredible job of something similar pulling on the same lever is Spotify with their year mm-hmm. and their year end sharing. And it's, I think it, yeah. you're speaking to that thread of, oh, this is about me. This is self-expression, but it's also cool to share with friends. It's cool, co- even competitive in nature, like dr- driving intrinsic desire to share with others. Yeah. 
maybe one day we'll be like the Spotify of your fitness activities. You might already, I think you already, you guys already are basically. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Love it. Super cool. And then, okay. So we touched on virality. How about retention? So I'd be curious, just even from your perspective, what does that look like the company? Where are the opportunities and what are some exciting things you guys have seen really move the needle and keeping people engaged with the product over time? Yeah. So I think retention is a big focus. I think it is for any subscription product because you have these opportunities. You don't just sell to your user once you sell every single time that they have the opportunity to renew. And I think Whoop is something that becomes beneficial, more beneficial, the longer that you have it. And so I think the first step there is driving members to longer, longer memberships. So we offer month to month, 12 month and 24 month memberships and encouraging people towards those 12 and 24 months, because that's really where I think you can get, you can get insight on day one, but I think it becomes really powerful and becomes a habit and you start to really see those patterns over time. So I think thinking about that, I think increasing the, the duration upon which you can review your data. So we just released a trends feature that allows you to look back at your metrics over longer time horizons before I think we offered a really great 24 and seven day experience, but now you can look back month, six months, et cetera. And again, that increases the stickiness because now the more that I, the more time I spend on the platform, the more that I continue to maintain that data, the more insight I can get. And then it's building the coaching on top of it. So we have now longer term, how can we glean insights over leveraging more of that? So rather than just saying last night you did X activity and that improved your sleep by Y, we can say over the past six months, you've done X activity 30% of the time and actually you see a follow-on effect three days following and being able to get more nuance because we have more data. And then also thinking about going back to a point from our, earlier in our conversation, thinking about these data sinks and how can we allow others to specialize in what they specialize in, but then create a holistic single experience for the members. Whoop is the place I can go and get a complete picture of my health. The things, both of the things that the actual device can measure and then things that other people specialize in and, and how can we bring that data together and pre present it in a very easy and digestible way. And then again, layering that coaching on top. And now we have even more pillars or data points upon which to, to reflect. And, and I think all of those things together, increasing the amount of data, the value of the data, the length of time yeah. increases the mode and your desire to stay. I love with that. The product. Yeah. You feed in value, make it a product that you are yeah. so willing to spend that monthly subscription because the value you're getting out of it on the other side is Excellent. Yeah. And then for, for me personally with health, I'm really focused on the emotional relationship someone has with Whoop. Like how can Whoop be something that I enjoy looking at? How can I make, how can Whoop be something that makes me feel happy or makes me feel good or that I associate with waking up in the morning and being able to spring out of bed. And I know that Whoop has contributed to my ability to do that because mm. of the, the changes that I've made in my life or in my activity based off of that. Super cool. Awesome. Yeah. And when you mentioned earlier, just like the data trends, I don't know what came to my mind when you said that I would love for it to tell me when Thanksgiving rolls around, like how I should approach my Thanksgiving meal based on last year's Thanksgiving data. Interesting. Like yeah. Maybe we integrate with a CGM and we can tell you, okay, here's your blood. Exactly. Sugar. We and know how you did last year. You, you better get out and get that workout in. Today's not a rest day for you. Yeah. <laughs> Super cool. I really appreciate you sharing that. I know those are a lot of questions and going deep into some of the strategy stuff. So really appreciate your willingness to talk about it before we let you go. Last question is for people who really enjoyed this conversation, enjoyed the way you think about product and digital health, what are some of the resources that really have really excited you, whether it's a book, a podcast, something else that people can go on to gain some of the insights that you've had over the last few years that have been really valuable to you? 
Yeah, great questions. I think of my job along two vectors. I think I need to get smart on product management and I think I need to get smart on the actual health like research that is coming out and the different metrics and variables that we're opining on. So on the product management side, I think Lenny's newsletter, Marty Kagan's content, anything around there, both really great. And then on the on the health side, I think our own Whoop podcast is really strong. We build this wearable, but we also have this really powerful collection of advisors and people that we work with and have as guests on the podcast. There's a ton you can learn from that. Huberman, Huberman's podcast as well, Peter Atia's, anything that any of them, I just picked up a copy of Outlive to read Peter Atia's new book on, on longevity. You know, it's, it's so funny. I've asked yeah. this question to the last, everyone that comes on the show. Of the last five episodes, four of them have brought up Peter Tia in, in his book. So it's like overwhelmingly super exciting in the space right now. I have it. I haven't read it yet. But yeah. I think there's been a shift between life from lifespan to health span. Yep. So we now can get you to live to 95, 105, et cetera. But if you're spending the last 10 to 15 years of that time, it like sick and not very mobile and not independent, is that really time that we want to gain? I actually think that people are probably more interested. I think we're finding are more interested in health span. So can I extend the amount of time that I can live independently, do the activities that I want to do, maintain good cognitive function? Yeah. And so people like Peter T and Huberman are very keen on that and thinking about what are the different things I need to do today? What are the different biomarkers? What are some of the signals that I can see at 25, at 45, at 65 to that will give me indications on how I'm tracking and, and what are the things that I can do now? Like we see this in the menopause space as well. Like how can I make sure that I'm maintaining muscle tone, bone density? Um, do I need to think about hormone replacements, et cetera? I think that's probably, I would imagine maybe that's part of why people are interested in it. Totally. But I think it's been this big industry yeah. shift and especially demographically, as we see the population aging, thinking that group is now thinking, I think more and more about lifespan versus health span and, and which would you prefer? Couldn't agree more. Awesome. Last question for you then is for those who do want to connect with you, see more of your work, where can people find you? Sure. So you can catch me in the Whoop app. No, but I'm pretty active on Twitter. I think that's a really interesting platform for people to connect and share short form ideas. And then I'm looking forward to getting more active on LinkedIn. I have been in the past more about FinTech and now looking forward to getting more active in FemTech. Perfect. Awesome. We'll definitely drop those links down below. Awesome. drive people your way and I'll hit you with the follow. I have, I've never used Twitter. I have Twitter as of two months ago. I have 19 followers that I'm super excited about. <laughs> I'll follow you back. So there we go. Yeah. Let me get to 20. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Like, so well, thank you for so much for being on today. This was a really great conversation. Learned a ton from you and I know the audience did as well. So thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you for having me.